we are continuing our teaching from um, from Monday because it was so powerful. And I did have some people to come in and ask me, are you still coming on on, on a Tuesday evening? And I'm like, yeah, I'm still coming on Tuesday evening. So some are ready and some are not. But the ones that's ready, we're getting ready to roll and we are out of here. We we gone. Somebody say, we gone, we gone, we gone, we gone, we gone, we gone, we gone. Now, this is a special time that I'm coming on because on Monday, it was just so much that was going on on the live. I mean, it was just so much information until I had to come back to continue where I left off. But on Monday night, I was in service. And so here I am tonight at 9 p.m. And I kind of like doing things you know, in the evenings to give people a chance to wind down. So we're saying the name Jesus all up and down the timeline. I see you guys. <laughs> Shakitia Boone says, I am ready to go. Good morning, Liz. I'm excited to hear you guys and see you guys coming in. Our international family is chiming in. Hello to my husband from wherever he is. You know, he didn't, them shoes, no, y'all. I don't know if y'all went on my page and y'all saw those sh those shoes that my husband tried to pick out for me but you know keep me in prayer please keep a sister in prayer you know because yeah anyway we're saying the name Jesus all up and down the timeline for it is at his name that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that our Lord he is God now let me tell you when I do these live audio broadcasts late like this or in the evenings um, I have enough time to do what I need to do and I want you to ask questions and don't be afraid as I'm teaching to ask questions because the more you know, the more you grow, the more, the more you grow, the further you go, right? So you're releasing those keys and those hearts, you're tagging, you're sharing, you are inviting your friends and um, we're saying the name Jesus so that we can go into prayer and we can dive right into what we need to dive into because tomorrow morning is wisdom Wednesday, right? So Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you on tonight. We give you all glory, our honor, and all praise because it belongs to you. None of it belongs to us. And so we glorify you and we bless your holy name. Holy Spirit of God, speak. Holy Spirit of God, lead and guide. Holy Spirit of God, begin to illuminate, revelate, edify, teach, instruct, whatever it is that you desire to do tonight. Do it. And we submit to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. So here we go. So on Monday evening or Monday morning for Key Powerment, we begin to speak on the three voices, right? And I specifically mentioned to you guys that one of my greatest struggles and the fight of my life was hearing the voice of God, right? And so as we begin to talk through these live audio broadcasts on Monday morning, we, we begin to discover um, the three voices that we have. We have our voice, we have the voice of the enemy, and then we have the voice of the Holy Spirit of God, right? And so having these three voices are, it's, it's, it's essential to who we are, right? So if you're if you're if you don't if you don't have these three voices operating in your life, then something's wrong with your life. You you're not alive because understanding the voice of the Holy Spirit of God will ensure that you are absolutely uh, walking in the will of God. I mean, when you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit of God. You cannot make a mistake. The only mistake you can make is not obeying. And the only reason I believe you don't obey is because of fear and doubt. 
And we begin to pick apart the different voices that we begin to hear in our spirit. And um, one of the voices that we begin to listen to or we begin to uh, discern was the voice of the enemy very briefly in the time that God had allowed us to talk about that. Uh, And so tonight we're going to unpack another voice. And I want to go to um, I want to go to Matthew the 16th chapter because I need to point something out here because I've discovered that what happens is is that our voice sometimes sounds just like the voice of the enemy. It does. It's see the the only way you're going to the only way you're going to learn and allow the Spirit of God to teach you how to discern between who's speaking is if you are in the word of God, because the word of God, it begins to, is sharpened than any two its sword. It divides the soul from the spirit. And so the word of God begins to uh, give you and develop the mind of Christ. This is why we have to develop the mind of Christ, because the mind of Christ thinks like Christ. The mind of Christ operates like Christ. When you begin to allow your mind to be renewed by the word of God, your whole thinking begins to transform. And without even knowing you're thinking like Christ, without even trying to think like Christ, you're thinking like Christ. You're sub- you have locked so much into the word of God and you've locked so much into the things of God that as you begin to think, you literally begin to think just like Christ, honestly. And you don't even know what you're doing. You have no idea what you're doing. You have no idea what you're saying. You have you begin to speak the words of God and don't even know the Holy Spirit of God is using you. You begin to think just like the Holy Spirit of, and you don't even know you're thinking like the Holy Spirit until it, it just manifests and you're like, oh snap. You begin to hear like the Lord desires for you to live. I mean, hear, and you don't even know you're hearing the Holy Spirit because you're so tuned into the things of God that you will just start walking and don't even know you're walking in the will of God. It just, it just happens just like that. And and, and so what happens is, is the enemy desires for us to struggle in our spirit, hearing who we already heard prior to getting in the flesh. And we begin to unpack this in, in Monday, on Monday, we begin to unpack this and we begin to allow the Holy Spirit of God to show us what we need to see. Now, I want to talk to you about the power of agreement before we go into Matthew, the 16th chapter, the power of agreement is extremely, extremely relevant. The power of agreement. It is extremely relevant to who you give access to in your spirit. Because remember now, God does not want robots. He doesn't want robots. This is why he created us and he gave us the ability to think. When he gave us the commandments in the beginning of the book of the word of God, he began to tell us what he wanted us to do. Then he began to form us from the dust of the earth. A whole nother revelation right there. We, he breathed breath into us and we had the ability to think. We had the ability to make decisions. We had the ability to make sound decisions and we had the ability to make decisions that weren't so right, which we saw we did, but we could not do this without having the ability for uh, uh, the ability uh, to think, which means that when God breathe his breath into us, we became a living soul. We know that in the soul, it houses our will, our emotions, all our decision power is made within our soulical realm, our soulish realm, right? So what happens is, is that when God then begins to breathe into us, we begin to think, we now begin to develop relationship. 
in a relationship, you are not controlled. See, God, and I know a lot of people, I know a lot of people teach that God is in control. And I know they do. And and there's nothing wrong with that. But the only way God is going to be in control is if you agree with his will and you give him control. Other than that, if God wanted to be in total control, he wouldn't have given us a will. He wouldn't have done that. He then says, we walk together and we have a relationship. This is why Abram was able to reason with God and say, God, if there be 50 in the town, in the city, would you destroy it? And God would say, for 50 sake, I won't. Well, God, if there be 40% and 40 people, would you, would you destroy it? And God was like, no, this is regarding Sodom and Gomorrah. He and Abram begin to have a conversation. They begin to have a dialogue because they had a relationship. And the Bible says that Abraham was a friend of God's. And having the ability to have a friendship is having the ability to communicate freely and honor and and, and, and agree to disagree and disagree to agree. And this is how the Lord desires for us to be. He wants us to have a relationship with him. He doesn't want to control us because again, if he wanted to control us, he wouldn't have given us a will. He would have given us what he wanted us to know without allowing us to have the ability to make a decision. So now the power that we have is a, is a, is a, is a power that God has given us to manifest his will in the earthly realm. He then says, I need for you to choose to agree with what I have for you. And when you choose to agree with what I have for you, then the people and everybody around you would be able to see the manifestation of who I am in your life. And it will draw them. So now all of us have the power to make sound decisions in our life. The reason why we don't make the decisions that we need to make in our life is because some of us are afraid to make decisions and we have allowed doubt to cause us to make us feel like we're going to continuously make mistakes. So now we depend on the perfect one who is God. God himself has already predestined our life and has already ordered our steps. The the challenge is when it comes down to developing who God has called us to be is hearing the voice of the Lord. Now, the only reason why you're struggling with hearing the voice of the Lord is because you already hear him. We learned about this in on Monday. Go back and listen to the live audio broadcast from Monday. The enemy is not going to, he's not going to taunt you in an area where you really don't have the power already. We've learned that Eve, a woman before she was Eve, she was already walking in who she was prior to her eating the words that were spoken to her, the fruit. Words are fruit. Now I know y'all Y'all going to get this in a minute. She began to eat the fruit of the enemy. She began to eat his words. She began to meditate on them. The Bible never indicated how long she did this, but she began to meditate and she ate of the words of the enemy. And what happened is, is her eyes were open to both good and evil. She, her desire, the enemy appeals to your will. He does not appeal to anything but your desire. So I want to go to um, Matthew, the 16th chapter, because this is going to be, um, it's going to, it's going to open your eyes to a lot of things that you need to see, right? So if you go to Matthew, the 16th chapter, um, this is the first time that Jesus begins to predict, predict his death. 
Here is where Jesus begins to predict his death. I absolutely love teaching. This is what the Bible says, um, verse 21. We're going to read all the way to the end of verse 23. It says here, verse 21, From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again on the third day. Then Peter, Peter took him and began to rebuke him. And this is what Peter said, be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. Listen to what the Lord said. But he turned and he said unto Peter, get thee behind me, Satan, thou art an offense to me, for thou savoreth not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Now, as I began to study this scripture some years ago, I began to ask the Holy Spirit of God. I said, Lord, why did you rebuke Peter for caring about you? What? Why? Because the natural concern of anyone who loves you is to protect you. And so their desire is to protect you. I'm going somewhere. Their desire is to care for you. Their desire. And so now in James, the first chapter, you will read in verse 14 or of 12, 13 and 14, right? And 15, it says, blessed is the man that endured temptation for when he is tried or tempted, tested, tested, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to him that love him. Go back in Monday and listen to that. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted of evil or with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust. He is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. When lust is conceived, it bringeth forth sin. Watch this. When and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Now, this word lust this word lust, what we have done with this word lust is we have perverted the word lust. I'm going somewhere. Hang with me. Anytime you hear the word lust and you immediately go to a sexual connotation and you immediately equate it to sex, that means there is something in you that you need to be delivered from when it comes to sexual immorality. Your mindset has been perverted because now what has happened is you have now been, you have now somehow defined lust as sex. And the minute you hear the word lust, you immediately equate it to the word sex. That means there is some crucifixion when it comes down to sexual immorality or sexual desires in your life that you haven't yielded to the Lord yet. And so when you hear the word sex, sex only means a strong desire. When you begin to hear this word, when you hear the word lust, when you hear the word lust, you should automatically begin to go towards a, it, it, define it as a strong desire. So when you hear this word lust, 
It just means a strong desire. It doesn't necessarily mean a sexual desire. Lust, if you begin to equate the word lust to sex, that means you desire a lot of sex. <laughs> that, means, that means you then desire a lot of sex and have not been crucified in the area of this. This is why it's imperative that you understand where it is that where you have these strong desires in. And so now these areas, when you hear the word lust and you automatically think about sex, that means there's some perversion working in your spirit. Okay. All right. I just want to bring that to your attention. So now what happens is this word lust means a strong desire. So now here we go. How does the enemy and what happened here with Peter and who he and in the natural concern, right? The natural concern with Peter was a strong desire to protect Jesus. Listen to me. Peter, the one who has a strong desire, a lust to protect Jesus, the enemy begin to speak to that strong desire to protect. <laughs> See, you don't know, sometimes you helping somebody can agree with the voice of the enemy that appeals to your will of emotion. And because of this, you have to be careful. See, in the direction that you react to what you're hearing is the manifestation of the voice that you'll hear. And so because of this, you have to be careful. Watch this. Peter, who had a strong desire to protect who he loved, the enemy appealed to his will to protect Jesus. Okay. <laughs> you can. Oh God, this is so good. The enemy, the enemy then had a, he then appealed to his will to, to protect Jesus. And what happened was the strong desire, listen to me, that spoke in his spirit. See, your strong desire, this is why you have to be careful of what it is that you desire. Because the enemy will always appeal to what's in you. You don't believe me? Let's go back to James. Let's go back to James. First chapter. And watch what it says here. <laughs> it says here. It says. It says here. Blessed is the man that endure temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised him that love him. Watch verse 13. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted he any man. Listen to this. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed he is enticed by his own desire, just like the enemy did to the woman in the Garden of Eden. Peter's strong desire to protect God, the lust that he had to protect God, is where the enemy gained access to. This is why you have to protect your ear gates. So this is what the voice of the enemy will sound like to your desire. This is what he'll do. This is what he'll sound like to your desire. If you desire to protect someone. He will then say something like, look at them. They 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 getting ready to, they, they, they getting ready to kill. They're gonna kill Jesus. They they gonna kill, they're gonna kill Jesus. Now your uh, your emotion and your love 
See, this is why you got to be careful. This is how subtle the enemy is. He's so subtle. He appealed to Peter's love for Jesus. He appealed to, Jesus, to, to Peter's ability and desire to protect Jesus. He perverted that. So you got to be careful because the enemy is extremely subtle. Watch what happens. Jesus then rebuked Peter. He rebuked Peter. He said, Peter, listen to me. I need you to get the, he spoke to the spirit that appealed to Peter's will. He spoke to the spirit that appealed to Peter's desire to protect Jesus. He didn't speak to Peter because he understood that Peter had a desire, a genuine desire to protect him. He spoke to the spirit that was in operation that Peter unknowingly agreed to. Lord have mercy. Peter unknowingly agreed to the voice of the enemy that appealed to his desire. Watch now by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. I need you to listen to me. Peter's desire said, be it far from me, Lord. This shall not be. Be it far from me. I'm not going to let anybody hurt you. Be it far from me. Be it, be it far from me. But, but the Jesus said, I'm going to go and I am going to go to Jerusalem. I'm going to suffer many things of the elders and the chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised on the third day. Peter then said no. To anyone else, it was a genuine concern. But to Jesus, you are now contradicting and not agreeing with what I said I needed to do. Are you seeing this? You're now going against what I have been sent to do. You are allowing your emotions now to go against what I have been sent to do, which means that there is an ungodly division and there is no agreement. This is why I said, and the Lord spoke to me years ago. He said, Kenya, anything and any voice that goes against what I said you are going to do in your life is not your voice. It is the voice of the enemy. It doesn't matter how nice it sounds. It doesn't matter how good it sounds. Anything that points you and directs you away from God is the voice of the enemy in your spirit. It doesn't matter how good it sounds. Any voice, see, because the enemy is only going to tempt you to sin. He's only going to tempt you to sin. Why is he only going to tempt you to sin? I'm going to tell you why. Because he is a perverted God. Watch this now. The enemy is a perverted God. And the Bible says, those who are led by the spirit of God are the sons of God. Watch now. We are to be conformed in the image of Jesus Christ. Because the enemy is a perverted being, what he does is he then perverts the image. And what he does is he says, I need for them now to be led by my spirit to be conformed into my image. So what I need to do is I've got to find a way to be subtle enough so that they can be led by me like Jesus wants them to be led by him. I've got to find a subtle way so that they can conform into me like God needs them to conform into his son. And so how do I do that? I then 
operate in a realm where they are not cog, con, they are not cognizant cognizant in. I operate in a realm where they are not privy to because now if they're not privy to that realm, then I have access to it because now God's children perish because of their lack of knowledge. And if they have no knowledge that I have access in that atmosphere, then they're always, then I always have access in the atmosphere because he's a preferred God. And so now what happens is we have to watch our desires in us because our desires become an open door for the enemy to subtly enter in and then we wind up following him and not God. Are you all getting this? I need you to get this. I need you to get this. I really, really need you to get this. The enemy now is sin. He is sin. Let's go to, I want to go to 1 John 2 and 16. Let's, let's go there right quick. 1 John 2 and 16 and then I want to go to Matthew, the fourth chapter, because I got to get you to see this. First John 2 and 16. First John 2 and 16. It says here, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father, but is of the world. Did y'all hear that? D did y'all hear that? Watch this. For all that is in the world. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Let's go to Matthew, the fourth chapter. I want to show you something. I hope y'all got y'all's Bible. Here we go. Verse four, it says, it says the first chapter, it says chapter four, verse one, it says, then Jesus was led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil, to be tempted of the devil. Remember now, re remember now. Tempted of the devil. Remember what John 1 and 14 and thir through, uh, 12 through 15 said, right? When any man says that he is tempted, he is not tempted of God because God cannot tempt. Listen to me. God cannot tempt, but God will release the enemy to tempt you so that it can, so he can test you to get out of you what he knows you're capable of doing. Listen to me. God himself, the spirit of the Lord God, led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted. Why did he do this? Because God himself doesn't tempt. He tests. So because God himself can't tempt. Now, I, I taught this. I taught this uh, uh, a while back. Whatever needs to come out of you will be presented to you. Listen to me. You will always come up against what needs to come out of you. Whatever God is trying to get out of you. It will be presented to you. So if you desire, uh, like, like me, when I was, uh, when I, when I was getting delivered from smoking crack cocaine, uh, it was always presented to me. And the more I resisted it, the stronger I became. So if you have a problem in your flesh and you always have a problem in your flesh when it comes to sex, you'll always be presented with opportunities to have sex. You'll always be presented with opportunities to have sex until you realize that you don't have to have sex. <laughs> oh my God. Am I making sense? If you have a problem lying and, and, and you have a problem lying, you're always going to be presented with opportunities to lie until you don't lie. If you have a problem in your flesh and you have the Holy Ghost, you're always going to be tempted in that area to do it until you don't do it. 
Here we go. Matthew, the fourth chapter. Listen to me. Because greater is he that's within you than he that's in the world. And greater has to manifest. And God's got to prove to you that you can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. Watch this now. Remember now, all that is in the all that is in the world, for all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. It is not of the Father, but of the world. Listen to me, because we're gonna get back to Matthew, the 16th chapter. Watch this. Jesus was led up in the spirit of, into the wilderness. That's a capital S, which means the spirit of God led him into the wilderness. That's another topic to be tempted of the devil. Watch this. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, watch this. He was afterward and hungered. Watch what happens. After the desire of the flesh began to be heard, the lust of the flesh begin to manifest because it says after he was a hungered and when the tempter came to him see the tempter came to Jesus after he was a hungered which means that there was a desire to eat in his flesh that drew the attention of the tempter listen to me your desires begin to draw the attention of the tempter who tempts your will. He tempts your desire. Remember now, the enemy is only attracted to what you desire. Listen to me. And he will pervert it. So it was and it wasn't until after Jesus a hunger. And when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the son of God, command these bread to be, command these stones to be made bread. Jesus then gave him the word. What level of, there are three realms of temptation. That's it. There are no more realms of temptation that the enemy has access to subtly speak to your spirit than these realms. Because Jesus went through the same thing. What realm is manifesting here. It is the lust of the flesh found in 1 John, the second chapter and the 16th verse. The enemy then appealed to the will of the lust of the flesh. Listen to me. He conquered that. Then the devil taketh him up unto the holy city. Now watch this by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. God did not follow the enemy. I'm sorry. The enemy did not follow Jesus. Jesus followed the enemy. The enemy did not follow Jesus. Jesus followed the enemy. He was tempted, but was without sin. So in other words, you will be tempted to sin. It's not the thought. It's the action, Lord. Okay, here we go. Listen to me. Jesus went with the tempter. Why did Jesus go with the tempter? Because the tempter was in the environment where Jesus was to do his job. And Jesus then yielded to the assignment, even though Jesus knew he was going to conquer it. He did it to prove to us that we can conquer, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Jesus himself followed the enemy, which means that you're going to have moments where the enemy is going to tempt you and you're going to almost do it, but you're not going to do it. Okay, listen to me. Here we go. Here is the second realm of temptation. 
watch. Then the devil took Jesus into a holy city and set him on a pinnacle of the temple. And he said, if thou be the son of God, cast yourself down. For it is written, the angels shall give you charge concerning thee. And with thy hands, they shall bear thee up, lest thou shalt dash thy foot against a stone. And Jesus said, it is written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Watch this. What realm of temptation was that? Let's go to 1 John. The second chapter. Let's go back there because we have to stay there because in order for us to see, we got to know it was the lust of the eyes. That was the next realm where the enemy began to appeal to a desire. Watch this now. These desires that are in the flesh is what was in Jesus. But Jesus overcame it. The enemy appealed to whatever the desires that was manifesting in the flesh of Jesus. He appealed to those. He appealed to whatever the desires of Jesus' flesh began to manifest in the atmosphere. Watch this. That was the lust of the eyes. Here is the, the lust of the eyes. Watch it. And here is the next realm of temptation. Watch this. Then... The devil took him up into an exceeding high mountain to what? Show him, show him all the kingdoms of the world. This is what? The pride of life. And so now his pride would say, I want all of that. So these are the three areas where the enemy will pervert in your spirit. And he appeals to those three realms of temptation in your flesh. There's no good thing in the flesh. This is why you got to guard your ear gates. You got to guard your eye gates because watch this. Here's where the enemy will, here's where the enemy will cause you to sin. I said on Monday that it is not the enemy who, who tells you to buy those shoes. That's you. Buy those shoes. Watch this. The enemy will appeal to your desire to buy those shoes. Watch what I'm going to tell you. And I know y'all ain't going to hear this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I'm going to say it anyway. I'm going to say it anyway. The enemy will appeal to your desire to buy those shoes if it will take away from you giving your tithe and your offering. Yes, he will, because you don't need those shoes, but your desire and your spirit want to please God and you want to give your tithing offering, but you got that money. And so you will say, I want those shoes. And so the enemy will say, buy those shoes. God know your heart. You get them shoes because God know your heart and you'll dip into something that you were sacrificing for the Lord, that you were holding for God. And so now you have now, he appealed to your will. Y'all going to be all right. Thanks for the stars, Cammy. You, you, you're gonna be all right. You, you, y'all, y'all gonna be all right. There were three voices now. You, you gotta know. You, the desires that you have. See, you can desire to have a nice house. Oh, I want a nice house. I want, I, I, I want a nice house. You can have a desire to have a nice pair of shoes. You can have a desire to want to look nice. Watch what I'm going to tell you. What happens is you can have a desire. To want to look nice, but the enemy will pervert that desire to look nice and you'll do it to the extreme. You will then begin to cause your body harm by causing, by going under the knife because I don't like the way God made me and I don't like the way I look and I don't like the way God made my body. And so now I have a lust to look better than what God made me. And so now what I'm telling God is that he's not good enough. And so now your desire can to look nice can be extreme. <laughs> Y'all gonna be all right. 
You can have a desire. You can you can have a desire for a car and you can say, I really want a nice car. The enemy comes in and appeals to your desire. And then all of a sudden you'll turn into a thief. See, the, the, the subtle, you will always know when you hear the enemy because he will always turn you towards sin. So you'll say, I desire to have a nice car and the desire will turn into, I'm now going to steal to get the nice car. I have a desire to be in a relationship. Then he'll appeal to that desire and you'll wound up in fornication or sleeping with somebody's spouse and commit adultery. So the enemy, the voice of the enemy will always appeal to your desire and turn and pervert your desire to sin. This is how you begin to discern the voice of the enemy. That's how subtle he is. And it'll sound just like you. Watch this. Because now it's appealing to fulfill your desire. It then begins to fulfill your desire. So now you'll think it's God. You'll think it's God because now it sounds like it's going to fulfill the desire that you have. Listen to me. The enemy began to speak the word of God to Jesus. He spoke in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word came. Jesus is the word. He gave Jesus back who he was, but it was in the wrong spirit. Jesus, because he already knew who he was and knew who the devil was, was able to rightly discern the spirit that the word was given him. He gave woman the word of God in the Garden of Eden. So even if you hear the word, the spirit that you hear the word in is what will manifest. So the enemy will speak the word of God in a wrong spirit to appeal to your will and you'll think it's God, but it'll cause you to do what God doesn't want you to do. Am I making sense here? The Holy Ghost is trying to teach you something. So when you go into 2024, You'll know what to do. You'll become discerning. You'll allow the Holy Spirit of God. This is why you need the word of God. The enemy spoke the word of God. It. Okay, let's go there. Since y'all think I'm playing. Let's go there. Matthew, the fourth chapter. Because I want you to hear this. Listen, listen, listen. He said, listen to this. He said, the devil took him up in a high place. He says, watch this. For it is written. The enemy said, it is written for it is written. <laughs> he shall give his angels charge concerning thee and in thy hands, they shall bear thee up. Least that at that least at any time thou shalt dash thy foot. It is. He said it is written. He gave Jesus the word in the wrong spirit because if Jesus wasn't discerning what he would have done is he would have said, oh, it's the word. So it's got to be right. So let me just go ahead and let me just do exactly what I'm hearing in my spirit because now it's the word of God. So it's got to be right. So I'm not going to even try to discern if whether or not what I'm hearing is of God in the wrong spirit all because it's the word. I know it's got to be God. Oh God in heaven today. 
Oh God. Are you are you getting this? Are you getting this? You can hear the word of God in the wrong spirit that will fulfill your flesh. Listen to me. Okay, here we go. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Jesus could have done everything that was spoken through the mouth of the enemy. But because he discerned that the word was being released in the wrong spirit, he knew that the word was being released just to fulfill and gratify his flesh. Okay, so you know how people say, um, watch this. You know how you know how people say that um, people say this. People say this. Uh, God knows my heart. Uh, God's grace is sufficient enough for me. God's grace. His grace is sufficient enough for me. So they will quote the scripture in the wrong spirit to appeal to the lust of their flesh. So now they have gratified the lust of the flesh. They have operated and have fulfilled the lust of the flesh by using the word of God in the wrong spirit. Let's go. Let's go back to James. The first. Watch what the Bible says. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Watch this. Then when lust hath conceived. Did what? Conceived. Which means that the voice of the enemy goes through and it goes through a. When, when lust is conceived, it, it bringeth forth sin. Right? So what happens is the voice of the enemy now becomes a seed into your spirit. The voice of the enemy is released into your spirit, man. It begins to be conceived. It begins to mature. It goes through what we like to say trimesters in your spirit. Because the Bible says when it has conceived, it brings forth, which means that once it's conceived, it's birth. It brings forth sin and action. So you can think about something and not do it. That's another teaching within. So a man thinketh in his heart. So is he. That's a whole nother teaching within the context of the word. And so you have to be careful of how you react because Jesus, he knew when he spoke to Peter, Peter's genuine concern and his desire was that he loved Jesus and he cared for Jesus, but because the voice that Peter heard sounded like a genuine concern, he then spoke it and he spoke what went against the purpose of God, which God recognized that it was the enemy that gave Peter that thought. And he rebuked the spirit that was in operation that appeared to have a genuine concern, but the subtlety behind the genuine concern was the enemy because it did not line up with the will of God. This is why he said, you savoreth not the things of God, but the things of the world. Why? Because now your genuine concern went against God's will for my life. Are you guys hearing me by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God? Three voices. That's how subtle the enemy is. This is why we have to watch as well as pray. And we have to begin to allow the Spirit of God in us. 
This is why the Bible said it is the spirit of God who discerns. He discerns. Why does the spirit of God discern? Let me give you a, let me give you an illumination right here. Let me give you an illumination. I have to give you this illumination because if I don't give you this illumination, you really will lose, you will lose it. Watch this. The reason why you have to understand that the enemy is a created being. The enemy is a created being because he was an he was an angel, which means that the Holy Spirit of God was already with the enemy, Lucifer, up in heaven. He, the Holy Spirit, can discern every move because Lucifer was already in the presence of the Holy Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit of God, God, the Holy Spirit of God, just like, listen to me, Lucifer studied, this is, Lord, this is so good. When he fell, he became Satan. Up in heaven, he was Lucifer. His name shifted through the fall. Satan began to study every move of man. The Holy Spirit of God knows Lucifer and knows Satan. They are one person, but they just shifted realms. Oh God in heaven today. The grace of God. Lord, that's a whole nother teaching. That Lord, that's another teaching. You must understand the Holy Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit of God, can rightfully discern every subtle movement of who was already created by him, by God, because the Holy Spirit is the mind of, of God. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. So the Holy Spirit of God knows who God created. He, he was there. He, he was there. So now he knows how subtle the enemy is. This is why the Holy Spirit is a discerner. He discerns. He can rightfully discern what voice you're hearing. I need you to hear me. This is... This is, this is powerful. This is, this, is, this is extremely powerful. It's going to help you to begin to be patient and not move impulsively. Oh, God. It's, it's going to help you to make good decisions in 2024. Because you cannot compulsively move. You cannot move on impulse. You cannot impulsively move when you hear God speaking. Is it the Holy Spirit of God speaking? Because if it turns you towards gratifying your flesh, it's not God. I don't care how good it sounds. It, it, I don't care how good it is. If it turns you towards any type of sin, it is not God. What has happened is the enemy has appealed to your desire. He appealed to your desire. This is why you'll wind up in a thousand and one relationships. You will. Because you would think that because this person is everything that you prayed for is God. But it's the enemy disguised. It's the enemy disguised as your desires and you're wound up in a mess because now everything you prayed for, your desires are now manifesting, but it's a disguise by the enemy and he has appealed to your will. He's appealed to your desires and you were drawn away by your own lust, your own desire. And now what has happened is, is now you wound up in a situation that God never intended for you to wind up in because you did not allow the Holy Spirit of God to rightfully discern if whether or not what was being fulfilled was a desire that, that, that was, that was pure. Because the Bible said to the pure, all things are pure to the, to the pure, all things are pure. So that means that if you have a pure desire to serve God, everything that comes in your environment you're going to look at it from a pure perspective. 
there's going to be a periscope of pureness, a, 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 a paradigmic view of pureness. To the pure, all things are pure. So because to the pure, all things are pure, if you have a pure heart against God, then you definitely need the Holy Spirit of God to teach you how to rightly discern if whether or not the voice you're hearing is the Holy Spirit or not. Because you'll wind up in a mess because you'll see the good in everything and everybody. And you'll wind up seeing the good in what you're not supposed to see the good in. And you'll wind up in a real good mess that the enemy created based upon your desires. Y'all going to be all right. Y'all going to be just fine. Right? So now I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to open the floor because I have to. Because see, in, in, in this, in this way, in, in this way, you have to understand when you're going into 2024 and you're developing this relationship with Jesus Christ. When you're developing this relationship with Jesus Christ, it is a relationship that it warrants a dialogue. You have to dialogue. Is this the Holy Spirit of God I'm hearing? Wait a minute. Let me see what realm of temptation is operating, if at all, the tempter is here. Let me go to 1 John and read. Let me go to 1 John, the second chapter, and begin to read what the Bible says. Huh. There are three realms of temptation. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Are any of these working and what it is that's manifesting in my atmosphere? Because I must now go to the word of God who will help me to begin to rightly discern if whether or not the enemy is tempting me to go beyond what I know God is asking me to do. Because God doesn't give you any more than you can bear. That's not quite how it's quoted but if you insist, because God's never going to go, go against your will. And if you do not take the time to rightly discern that you're hearing the voice of God, then what do you think God is going to do? He's going to warn you, but be, because you won't take the time to discern and allow the Holy Spirit of God to teach you to discern, then you're going to wind up in a place where God never intended for you to go. And now you're going to learn the lesson that it wasn't God when all you had to do was yield to the Holy Spirit of God to discern if whether or not the voice you were hearing was you or God. You're going to have natural desires. You're normal. You're human. So you're going to have natural desires. You're going to have a desire to look nice. You're going to have a desire to drive a nice car. You're going to have a desire to have a nice house. You're going to have a desire to be in a relationship. You're going to have these desires. You're going to have these desires. But the enemy is going to appeal to your desire. And it's going to sound like God. And it's going to sound like you. But it's not going to be, it's not going to be God and it's not going to be you because his voice always tempts you towards sin. His voice is always extreme. His voice always tempts you to act out of the character of God. Okay. Mac Boss said, this is mind blowing. It's just teaching. It's, it's just, it's just, it's just teaching. It's just teaching, right? It's just teaching. And so to the pure, all things are pure. It's pure. That's how come, that's how come when you have a pure heart. Your pure agenda, you can see the good in, 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 in evil at all times. It's just the bottom line. If anybody has any questions that they want to ask, um, please feel free to ask the questions because the Holy Spirit of God needs you to get this. Because we, we absolutely have to do a teaching very quickly, very quickly on the voice of the Holy Spirit. We, we have to. And, and we might do it tomorrow morning for Wednesday and Wednesdays. Who knows how the Holy Spirit of God is going to lead me. He might have me do it on Thursday. He might have me do it on Friday. I don't know. But I know that he's teaching us how to discern. Uh, he's teaching us how to discern and rightfully discern. He's teaching us because he doesn't want us to continuously. See, because what happens is if we don't know what's God, we will open up a spirit. We will open up a realm for fear to be activated in our atmosphere. Yeah, we will. Because we'll become afraid to make a move. 
So now we'll become afraid. We'll be doubtful. And now the enemy says, I got you now because you opened up the door to fear because now you won't allow yourself to, to, to be submitted to, to allow the Holy Spirit to discern if whether or not you're hearing me. So God says, I haven't given you the spirit of fear. So if God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, then where do we get it from? Where do we get it from? If God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, where did we get it from? And where did it come from? How did it have access in our life? So what happens is Jesus was very confident and he had no fear. Why? Because he was able to discern every step that was ordered by his father. <laughs> uh, Ebony says, uh, Lakeisha says, I'm over here wrecked your teaching tonight. Thank you, Jesus, for this powerful word. Thelma says, we really need this teaching. I welcome this teaching. And Ebony says, this is crazy. I just said I wanted to be able to hear God's voice. Well, the Bible says that God, he takes the simple things to confound the wise, right? And so what happens is we make things so complex, right? And I said this in my live on Monday. Who are you talking to? If you don't believe you hear God, what are you talking to him for? Why are you talking to him? And what are you waiting for? <laughs> What are you, what are you waiting for? Tiana Anderson says, how do we submit our desires to the Holy Spirit? Um, first of all, you have to understand that when you have the mind of Christ, right? Your desires, your ungodly desires, right? There's no good thing in the flesh. You then submit your desires to the Lord by literally giving them to him, right? So now let's just say you have a desire to buy a house. You begin to practice submitting your desires to him by saying something like, Lord, I desire to buy a house. Teach me what I need to know to ensure that I get the house that you would like for me to have. Lord, show me what I need to do to get myself together because I know that because I desire this house, God, you're going to show me what I need to do to get the house that I desire. Because he's not going to pick the house out for you. You're going to pick the house out. But he's going to fulfill your desire when you give it to him by submitting it to him. God, I understand that all blessings come from you. Now, Lord, show me what I need to do to get the house that I desire. Lord, would you just let me know, maybe perhaps... You would like for me to live in a particular area. You're now including him in your life. You're inviting him in to your plans because God doesn't want to control you. He wants to work with you. He walks with you. He don't want to control you. He wants to work with you. Stop saying God is to stop that. that. Stop it. Because we have premature deaths that we're blaming on God. That's another topic. So God wants to work with you. So you invite him into your life. You invite him. You invite him into your life. And you invite him into your whole entire life. So whatever your desire is, invite him into your life. Right? So somebody says, somebody asked a question and I just saw it. All right. It says... Uh, it says, you know how people sit and wait to hear God sometimes after study. How do you know if it's your thoughts or God's voice? Okay, your thought, God's thoughts, his thoughts are not your thoughts. God's thoughts and his voice will always line up with his word. It will always line up with his word. 
You will never hear the Lord violating his word. The Holy Spirit will never violate the word of God. You will never, he will never violate his word. And so now what happens is there will be a sense of peace. There's what's called a false peace, but this peace that passes all understanding, uh, it will be a sense of peace and calmness. Because remember now, the Lord, he calmed the storm. He's peace, right? So there will be an overwhelming sense of peace in your thought life that will, and that will, that will unction you that this is the Holy Spirit of God speaking. There will be no confusion. There will be such a place of peace and calmness. And you'll be like, hmm. And it will always line up with the word of God. It will always line up with the word of God. And, and let me tell you something. And I want to, and I want to explain something to you. Uh, sometimes you got to be careful when you're sitting in service because what will happen is the enemy will capture your thoughts and will redirect your mind to miss the message. So you got to be careful. You got to learn how to control your thought life, right? And so it will be a, it will be an overwhelming sense of peace that will come over you and you will know that it is the Holy Spirit of God and it will always line up with the word of God and it will always, watch this, it will always mirror the truth of the message. It will always mirror the truth of the message. It will never appeal to your flesh unless, it's, unless it is crucifying the members of your flesh or rightly dividing or dividing your flesh, your soul from your spirit uh, to perfect who you are in God. Am I making sense to you? And so you must be very, very careful. This is why we have to have the mind of God. Because when we have the mind of Christ, our mind automatically and subconsciously begins to think just like Christ without us even thinking. The more of the word of God we get in us and the more we begin to study to show ourselves approved unto God, the more our mind begins to become renewed and conformed into the mind of Christ, <clears throat> which means that even when you're not thinking the thought of God, you're thinking the thoughts of God. <laughs> even when you're not thinking the thoughts of God, you're thinking the thoughts of God. It just happens. Just, it just happens. Just boom, just like that. Right. And so it is imperative in this season because see, we have wrestled with who we were already listening to we we've been wrestling and trying to hear the voice of God and we've been hearing him all this time <laughs> right does anybody have any more questions that they want to ask before we wrap up this live audio broadcast this is such a powerful teaching I'm telling you that if we ever get it right this is why the enemy this is why we have to be careful of our emotions where are our emotions leading us where are they leading us? Because Peter's emotion led him to go against the will of God. Where are your emotions leading? That's how subtle the enemy is. And it just makes sense for Peter to look out for Jesus. No, Lord, no, be it far from thee. Be it, be it, be it far from thee. Be it far from thee. Be it far from thee. This is not going to happen. Somebody says here, somebody says, what should you do when you're praying out of your, when you're praying out of your daily routine and the Holy Spirit begins to speak with specific instructions and see opposite. Then I've then then I've personally will say God was then I'll personally say God was that you then then something will happen to confirm it was, but the doubt comes. I don't really quite understand all of what you're asking, but let me see if I can read this one more time so that I can shut the voice of the enemy up in your spirit. What should you do? When you're praying out loud 
out of your daily routine and the Holy Spirit begins to speak with specific instructions and see opposite and you see the opposite. I think that's what you're trying to say. Then I personally will say, God, was that you? Was that you? Then then something will happen to confirm it was, but the doubt comes. Okay, what I believe you're trying to say here is if you're speaking and you're praying out loud, the Holy Spirit of God gives you something and then you see the opposite of what the Holy Spirit of God says and you say, God, was that you? And he confirms it was him. I believe, I don't know, I'm trying to really get this, but let me tackle the spirit of doubt, right? So you always have to remember something and I, I need you to hear me very, 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 very clearly, very, 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 very clearly. When God spoke to the spirit of woman and, and Adam in the garden, and that's another teaching within itself, because if we understood the word Adam and Adamic in the, in the, in the Hebrew text, in the Hebrew transliteration, then we would have a whole other different illumination of that scripture, of that word. But when God began to speak to, uh, to them in the garden of Eden, and when he spoke to them, he gave them those commandments. Uh, he spoke out loud. He spoke out loud. And then he saw the woman trying to honor what was spoke out loud. So what she saw contradicted basically what she was trying to do, what what was spoken. And I'm sure doubt set in and doubt did set in because <clears throat> because doubt began to set in <clears throat> and, and somewhere in her spirit, she began to say, well, why can't I eat from that tree? Why can't I eat? This is how it attracted the enemy. <clears throat> Always stick with what God says, no matter what you say, because the just shall walk by faith and not by sight. The enemy will always try to show you the opposite of what God has spoken to your spirit. Now, I'm going to tell you why this happens. And the reason why this happens is the same reason why Jesus was led into the wilderness to be tempted of the enemy. It's to actually build your faith. <laughs> it's to actually get you rooted in the things of God. Because if God spoke something to you, and showed you something, and you see the opposite of what God showed you, then hold on to what the Holy Spirit of God showed you versus what you see. Because what you can see is temporal, but what you cannot see is eternal. So hold on to the eternal sound of your spirit, not the external temporal sight, view of your sight. Remember that, right? I, I believe. And this is <clears throat> and this is to develop. That's okay, Deidre. Uh, that she says I'm typing too fast. It's okay. This is to develop your your faith. It's to develop your faith. It says I'm wondering why do the Holy Spirit speak to me in the shower, but I feel like it's just my inner thoughts. I'm gonna tell you why. Even though it seems like it puts me in a freeze, like your body can't move until he finished talking, then I still have questions about what I heard. One of the reasons why the Holy Spirit of God speaks to you while you're in your shower is because you're not thinking about the Holy Spirit of God speaking to you, right? So most of the times when you're trying to do something, when it comes to God, um, when you're really trying hard, you'll always wind up operating in your flesh because you have to be spirit led. When you're in the shower, 
Your mind is on the shower. It's a sense of peace in the shower. It, it happens to me all the time, right? And I always say water represents the word. It's, it's the bottom line. Water represents the word of God. It represents the Holy Spirit of God. It's easier for the Lord to speak to you when you when, when I'm in the shower and I'm showering, stuff come to me. Why? Because my mind is really not on Jesus. My mind is my mind is trying to hurry up and get out the shower. I'm just being honest. So it's easier for the Lord to speak to you. And, and, and I know it sounds crazy. It, it does. It sounds crazy. Because what happens is our flesh, our mind is not even, our mind is not in the way. Our mind is not in the way. Because if you ever realize, if you try so hard to do something, you don't get it accomplished. You, 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 when you're trying so hard to do something, it's like you're trying too hard to do it and it don't come out right. So when you're in the shower and you're washing and you're taking a shower, your mind is really not on Jesus. It's like, let me just wash. Oh, the soap smells so good. Oh, that's, oh, that's good. And you'll be like, oh Lord, I thank you. You're not really thinking about hearing from him. You're just praising him. You're just, oh, yeah, and you don't even know you're inviting him into your atmosphere for him to speak because now you're like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, let me hurry up and get myself together. Oh, Lord, I thank you. You're inviting him into your atmosphere. And so now he's like, okay, bam, there you go. I got you exactly where I need you to be. I need blah, 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 blah. And he'll begin to speak to you right there because now you've invited him right into your shower. Your mind is not even on speaking to him. Your mind is not on getting an answer from him. You just talking. Oh, Lord, I thank you, Jesus. Oh, the water's too hot. Oh, Lord. Oh, this soap smells good. See, even though your mind is on him, your mind is not on him, but it's on him. And now he says, uh-huh, that's exactly where I need you right there. Now I can speak to you now because now your flesh is, your mind is not working overtime. It's, not, it's working overtime. Your, your mind is not working overtime. And so now God says, now you're at a comfortable place now. Now you're at a place of pain, a peace. Now you're at a place of, of stability. Now I can talk to you right here. Poop, this is what I need. And, and then when you get out, you'll be like, oh, Lord, Jesus, I can't believe you said that, Lord God. I can't. Sometime I have to run and get a pen and paper. Oh, God, I can't believe. Can you put that in my, my memory bank, God, so I can remember that? When I come out the shower, I'll be drying off thinking about what the Lord said. Oh, God, what you say that for? Why did, why did you say that? Then I say, God, why did, I, why did you say that? Then I go to the scripture and I look up. God, why did you say that? I go to what I heard in my spirit while I was in the shower. And then it leads me to something else he wants me to know. Am I making sense to y'all? Am I making my sense? Am I making sense? It, it always leads to something. It always re Gail says, in my car driving, the radio was off. It, wherever it is, it, wherever it is, D said, yes, that's exactly how it happens. Just as simple as, Lord, I thank you. I'm telling you, Didi, that's how God is. I'm, it, the minute you invite him in, when you don't know you invite him in, you don't know you invite him in. You invite him in and don't even know you invite him in. He says, mm-hmm, good. This is it. See, you don't, you have no idea that you are being spirit-led. You have no idea. That's what I love about God. <laughs> I love, I love about God. I just, I just love him. I love him. I absolutely love him. Listen. <laughs> hashtag 21, hashtag 21. Consistency in any area of development. I pray to the Lord. Yeah, right. When you feel his presence, when you wash the dishes, exactly. When you wash the dishes, you can feel the presence of the Lord. That's not the time to just feel his presence and be like, whoo, I feel the presence of the Lord. That's him saying, I need to come in your atmosphere. I, I, I'm knocking at the door. Can you, can you? Can you acknowledge me in all of your ways so I can direct your path? Not, I feel the presence of the Lord. Whoo. 
I feel the presence of the Lord. No, it should be, I feel the presence of the Lord. Lord, I thank you for your presence. Lord, I worship you. Thank you, Jesus. You are acknowledging him right where you are. And this is your, you feel the presence of the Lord. And so now you begin to invite him in. He said, I'm knocking in your atmosphere. Can you invite me in? You got to just go ahead and just invite him in. <laughs> Consistency in any area develops strength. You are consistent in learning the voice of God versus your voice voices the enemy. And uh, you're going you're gonna to do better at this thing. You're going to do better and you're going to grow. The more you know, the more you grow, the more you grow, the further you go. And I'm telling you, and, 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 and then... And then we're going to talk about um, the voice of the Holy Spirit of God. We're going to talk about that. And I don't know when the Lord is going to allow me to speak because the voice of the Holy Spirit of God, it is just absolutely amazing and it is absolutely incredible. And what we mistake uh, in our walk when it uh, when we hear uh, the voice of the Holy Spirit of God, we put limits on how he should sound to us. And so we limit the interpretation of his voice because now we put our expectation on what it is that he should sound like in our atmosphere. And we then, we limit the interpretation of his voice. So we miss the answers because now we have now defined what the voice of God should sound like in our spirit and in our atmosphere. And that's going to be another teaching that the Holy Spirit of God is going to allow us, you know, uh, to, to, to get into because it's very powerful how we dismiss the answer because now we have put limits on how we believe God should speak in our life. <laughs> absolutely amazing, right? It's absolutely amazing. I love teaching. She said, Ashiki Robinson had a question. Um, where's the question, Ashiki Robinson? Because, you know, if you could just put it up right quick, because uh, let me see if I can go back to your, to your, I, I'm determined in this season um, to help God's people grow. It's something that I struggle with. Um, I struggle with becoming mature in the things of God. Um, and, and, and there's a lot of things that I had to go through with that. I just, I, I just, I just wouldn't want nobody. To, <laughs> I wouldn't want nobody to go through what I went through with. I'm just being honest. Yes, he does. He deals with us. So many ways that the Lord begins to speak. It says how Holy Spirit speaks. Is it always audible? No. It's not always audible, but it, 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 it transliterates into audible, right? But it's not always audible. It's, it's not always audible, right? Um, he speaks in a still small voice, but there are unctions. It's transliterated into audible, but it's not always audible. Um, and in the Bible, um, you will see how the Lord begins to speak. There is symbolisms. And typologies, right? And so he speaks symbolically and he speaks in typology. And so in understanding this, you will begin to hear the voice of God speaking in symbolisms and typologies. And so it's not always audible. It transliterates into audible. Um, and it's not hard at all. But once you get it, you got it. <laughs> I'm telling you, once you get it, you got it. Right. So it's not always audible. And what happens is the Holy Spirit of God uh, could be speaking to us. But because we're waiting to hear an audible sound to our answer, we'll miss the answer because now we've defined in our spirit how God's voice should come to us. We have done it. We have said 
we want to hear it this way. And we don't hear it the way he wants us to hear it because he says, I speak in many different ways. I speak at all times. He says, watch this. If, if, if let everything, if, if everything praises God, if everything praises God, if every single thing praises the Lord, the wind praises him, the trees praise him, every, everything, every single thing worships God. Everything worships God. If everything worships God, every single thing worships God, everything worships God. I don't care whatever it is. The plants worship God. I believe the water worship God. I, he's just God, right? So there are many ways. This and you'll hear the sound of the waves, right? You'll hear the Lord, the sound, the voice. His voice sounds like many waters. So it's 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 symbolism and typologies and understanding symbolism, 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 sim, symbolic uh, symbols and typologies. You will understand the voice of God. It transliterates into audible, and it's not hard at all. I'm telling you, it's really it's really not. It's just it's in the book. Everything is in the book. It's so in the book. Um, oh, Liz, she said, my midwife, a true deliverer. I know that you are. I don't play when it comes down to the Holy Spirit working through you. God, I thank you. Oh, to God be the glory, Liz. To God be the glory. And it's such a blessing that the Lord can make such an impact over cross in Trinidad. And I'm here in Florida and the Holy Spirit of God can move in your life and Trinidad. And there's nobody that can do that but the Holy Spirit of God. <laughs> I've never even physically touched you, but the Holy Spirit of God has shifted your life so through these. And I absolutely love what God is doing. Um, somebody says here, can the Holy Spirit wake you up out of your sleep at particular times? Absolutely. Especially uh, the hours of prayer. Now, in the Old Testament, the priests begin to pray. Uh, 3, 6, 9, and 12, right? So those are the hours of the prophetic prayer time, right? So this 3, 6, 9, and 12 were the hours that the priests begin to pray in the Old Testament. Um, one of the things that I realized in the Bible is that when you begin to study the life of David, David said, early in the morning, I shall rise and seek thee before the sun comes up. Um, and, and I love God for that. And that's a whole nother illumination concerning the sun coming up and why praying at that time as it pertains to the atmosphere, uh, morning but night. It's a whole nother revelation in that. Uh, yes, he does wake you up. Uh, and one of the reasons why he wakes you up is because you'll he he will the bible says uh that he will put you in a slumber he did sleep a slumber but he will wake you up in those times of prayer he will and sometimes when he wakes you up during those times of prayer um you won't hear anything you won't you'll just be sitting laying in your bed just looking around just looking around staring at the ceiling <laughs> you're just staring at the ceiling you're just looking around just staring at the ceiling <clears throat> wanting to know why you up why am i up what's going on uh, one of the things we fail to do when the Holy Spirit of God wakes us up at those times is we fail to invite him into the atmosphere so that he can begin to move, right? So we have to submit that time. So we wake up. So he says, I've waken you up at this particular time. And because I'm waking you up at this particular time, I'm... So now I, when I get up during those times, I, I will get up and sometimes I'll look around and then sometimes I'll say, Holy Spirit of God, I hear you through you waking me up. What is it that you need to say? What do you need me to do? How do you want me to move? And I'll begin to get my mind focused on the Lord. Or I'll, I'll get up and I'll start putting on some worship music. Or I'll enter into worship. Um, or I'll just start speaking my heavenly language. I just don't lay there. I used to just lay there because I didn't hear anything. <laughs> I didn't hear anything. 
but I realize that we have a partnership, that we have a relationship. So now when I wake up during those times and I don't hear anything, I then say, Holy Spirit of God, I'm submitting this time to you. I am now releasing this time and I'm acknowledging that you woke me up because my alarm clock didn't wake me up. So I'm acknowledging that you woke me up during this time because now I can sense your presence. And so I then get into his presence by my own will. Yeah. And so those are the times in the Old Testament that the priests begin to wake up. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. And so now invite him in to the areas when he wakes you up. Hashtag 21, hashtag 21, consistency in any area, develop strength. If there's no, there are no more questions, I'm sure there are, but we're getting ready to wrap up and I will come back at another time as the Holy Spirit of God will lead me to come back to help you guys to become developed in the realm of the spirit and in knowing who God is in your life and you becoming mature because God's sheep know his voice, not his lambs. Lambs are immature. I already said that in Monday's teaching. God's sheep know his voice, <clears throat> not his lambs. <laughs> lambs are too immature to hear the voice of God. And so I believe that you guys are his sheep. <laughs> I do. I just believe that there are some areas where you're just having a little challenge when it comes down to understanding and discerning. And it's okay because you're human, right? So we are definitely, definitely, definitely over time. We are an hour and 16 minutes over and you guys are still on this line. <laughs> y'all, I love y'all. Y'all tripping. Y'all love the Lord. I love that. <clears throat> <clears throat> hashtag 21, hashtag 21, consistency in any area, develop strength. We are consistent in learning so that we can grow. If you're desiring to sow a seed tonight, you're more than welcome to. If you want to bless me with a financial seed because of what the Lord has released over your life tonight, I want you to go ahead and allow the Lord to use you to bless the life of his prophet tonight. It says, I really miss those moments between me and the Lord. I went through something and now I feel like I'm just barely getting back to those beautiful moments with Father Danielle Davis. Um, I can relate to that oh so well, but I want you to always know something that those memories and those times have not gone anywhere. They're still there. Um, you just have to tap back into them. <laughs> Tap right on back into those realms where the Spirit of God has uh, allowed you to become developed and when it comes down to relationship with He and you, that intimacy and that intimate place. Listen, if you are desiring to sow tonight, whatever it is that the Spirit of God is allowing you to sow tonight, doing this condensed teaching, this condensed releasing, I want you to get that seed in the ground tonight. It's totally up to you. Um, tonight, you said, I've been blessed by this word. I've learned. I've had my questions answered. And God, I thank you for leading and guiding me to key empowerments on tonight. A special uh, has what the, what the Lord has done tonight. And it has been intimate and I have truly and thoroughly enjoyed it tonight. I really, really have because I enjoy helping God's people grow. And although, um, you know, I do uh, mentorship and one-on-ones and we go a little deep. Mentorship is a little bit, it's more in depth than these teachings. These are surface and basic teachings just to give you an idea and to grasp onto things. But I do do mentorship for those um, who would like to say, I need mentorship. I do offer mentorship. I really do. And I thank God for the times of mentorship and the growth that comes from being mentored. Um, and if you're interested in mentorship, uh, just send me an inbox 
And no, it's not free. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not free. I'm nice, but they are not free. Okay. And so um, if you are looking to be mentored and you're desiring to be mentored, then by all means, you are more than welcome to inbox me and um, we'll set up a consultation. And as we begin to set up a consultation to find out in which area you need to be strengthened in as it pertains to your uh, desire to hear the Lord more clearly, then we'll move in that area as the Holy Spirit of God begins to give us a strategy and a plan for your life. You're sowing today, and I want to say thank you tonight for sowing your seed. I'll be right back here at 5.45 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with our, our Wisdom Wednesday on tomorrow. I don't know what the Holy Spirit of God is going to allow us to speak about tomorrow, but whatever it is that he's going to allow us to speak about, I am excited. Thank you, Ashiki, for your seed tonight. I appreciate that. Thank you so very much for sowing on tonight. I love you guys so much with the love of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Until tomorrow morning, if you will join us. I want you to receive a blessed evening to have a blessed evening because you cannot have what you do not receive. Be blessed and thank you for joining me.